Hey everybody and welcome back to Fast Lane Learning. I'm Kelly Moss, your ACAR Communications Director and host for today, and we are back with another all-new Fast Lane Learning session. Today's episode promises to be super important as we talk about home inspections and open houses and how important they are to a realtor's career. As a reminder, our guests and subject matter experts for each of the Fast Lane Learning episodes are our current and former Chairs of Professional Standards, Cindy Castelli of EXP Realty and Jackie Casera of Howard Hanna Realty. Fast Lane Learning is high speed and exciting, so fasten your seatbelts and enjoy the ride. ACAR's Fast Lane Learning is a weekly production where we will facilitate quick conversations about key topics in the business of real estate. This is an adult show, and some adult language might occasionally creep into the conversation. It's time to buckle your seatbelts and get yourself prepared for some great real estate answers in a great short format. Welcome to Fast Lane Learning. Welcome back. I am here with Cindy and Jackie for another episode of Fast Lane Learning, and today we're here to talk about two very important topics, home inspections and open houses. Keeping in mind that our series is focusing on new or relatively new realtors, let's start by talking about home inspections. What are the key things that new realtors need to be sure to look for in a home inspector? And maybe also like what questions should they be asking? I think it's important. The first thing is to make sure that your home inspector is, um, that it's referred to as ASHI, um, Approved. It's American Society of Home Inspectors. Um, it means they have the education that they have put the hours in. Um, it's it's pretty strict guidelines. They're, they follow another home inspector for so many hours, and they they learn. They're they're masters at their trade. So you want to make sure that. Um, you're choosing an inspector that's going to know what they're talking about. Sure. Um, you want to make sure that they're going to communicate well with your client. Um, and, you know, you don't want them to be alarmist about everything, but you want them to state the facts. Right. You know, what what those facts are. And if there is a major issue, you want to know about it. So um, you just want to make sure that they're somebody that is a professional um, in their trade. And of course, now we have licensing that's required of home inspe- inspectors in the state of Ohio, and that was not always the case. Right. So, uh, so ASHI certification was something that we always looked for, and now we need to also check and make sure that they are on the list of sanctioned, licensed home inspectors per the state's examination, where the home inspector carries a license in the same way that we do as real estate agents. And so, um, so with that in mind, you want to have a, a group of home inspectors whose work you enjoy and appreciate and who give you that that objectivity and expertise that Cindy was talking about because it really matters. And you give those names, just hand them over to the buyers and don't prefer one over another. Right. Be very careful that you're not endorsing a home inspector because then that person, if they make a mistake, heaven forbid, um, in the course of the home inspection, that reflects badly on you. So you can certainly tell people these are inspectors with whom I've had very good experiences. They're very forthright and honest and observant, and they do a very good job. Give a couple of calls and see who you click with. Yeah, pick one. Yeah, <laughs> Jackie, maybe. Could you and Cindy uh, expound on the list of inspectors? Like, how many would you think people should 
We say yeah. no fewer than three. We, we like oh, three. We, yes. do well. three. Yeah, we do as well. Three. We do as well. Three. Yeah, because yeah. beyond so that, you're exhausting. You don't the buyer. want it to be your decision. Not us. Yeah. Absolutely exactly. correct. Yeah. So it's an objective choice that the buyer should make because it has to be someone. You know, you know pretty quickly in talking with someone over the phone whether or not you're going to feel comfortable asking them questions, whether or not they're going to be mm-hmm. forthcoming with information that you need. You'll be able to tell that. So if I'm a new agent and I'm working on on with a with my first client and I get to this process where I need to to identify inspectors and I don't know any is it safe to say that you can talk to your colleagues oh yeah definitely and and get those lists from colleagues in your office perhaps yes, absolutely. too yeah, because you want to avoid what we call the deal killers. Right. There are some people who go in, you know, waving a, a, a flag that everything's problematic. And you don't want that person necessarily because not everything is problematic. But you do want somebody who's going to be able to assert what the problems are with a given property and what's reparable and what might be, you know, a real problem that somebody needs to pursue additional inspections for. Gotcha. And to that note, um, be very careful because what we've seen a lot during the pandemic, there has been kind of a rash of people bringing in contractors in addition to their home inspector on the same visit. And that is not what a home inspection is for. Right. So it's a separate visit. The seller must be aware that contractors are coming in. If it's a fixer-upper, if it's a house that's going to be flipped, um, any number of different occasions where there might be cosmetic work that needs to be done. The home inspection is not that time. The home inspection is the inspector's time. They're being compensated by you as a buyer. Let the contractors come in with with the seller's awareness and permission after that home inspection has been completed, make it a separate visit entirely. I, I like the home inspectors too. That um, they kind of go that extra mile where they'll set the uh, buyer up on a maintenance schedule for the house. Right. Nice. I, I always tell my my buyers, you're you're going to get a a long report. Mm, right that on. doesn't necessarily mean that it's concerning. It means it's your opportunity to get to know the house, and it's your opportunity for the um, inspector to set you up on a maintenance schedule to right. say keep an eye on this, make sure you watch for this, budget for that. Um, and it's just it's a good way for you to get to know the house because sometimes. Sometimes things can turn into problems quickly if you don't maintain them and keep an eye on them. Right. right. It's like getting your yeah. tires checked when you exactly. get your car maintained. Yeah. They'll tell you when you're in the yellow zone, you know, and if it's something yeah. that is not an immediate problem that you have to deal with today, but keep an eye on this particular functional sure. feature and you'll know when it needs to be attended to. Right. Well, and I know, you know, this was not on my original set of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of prep for today's show, but if I'm, if, if I'm selling my, or, you know, I'm, I'm working with my very first client and my client says, I'd like to waive my home inspection. We don't like it. No. We don't like it, especially with first-time buyers. Right. We mm-hmm. really dissuade first-time buyers who've never bought a house, don't even know what what uh, parts and pieces they're looking for. Right. Um, we really hope that they won't make that choice. It's always up to the buyer, but uh, we saw a lot of it during the pandemic. With right. People Which is why I kind of wanted yes. to bring yes. it up. Yes. And we're Today. really trying to get away from it now because we appreciate the value of a home inspection, and so will the buyer ultimately. It is risky business waving an inspection because you just don't know um, what you don't know. Right, exactly. Um, So, yeah, and there was a lot of that going on where people were using that as a a tool to um, sway a seller to choose their offer. Um, And consequently, if you have some buyers that, you know, 
we're sorry after the fact. Sure. And you never want that situation. I, I always, always recommend a home inspection. Well, and I normally, you know, as we were talking, I, I wouldn't have brought it up, but I know that was like a big deal. And it for was, new people, yeah. they, for new realtors, they need to understand kind of what could happen potentially yeah. down the road. Absolutely. If, you know, they and do especially that. if you were licensed since 2020, that was the market oh, that yeah. was normal. Yeah, sure. Right. You know, and so really get back to the home inspections any place mm-hmm. you can because it takes that responsibility off of us. Yep. You know, we're not home right. inspectors. We shouldn't be home inspectors. No. You know, if you see something that's blatant and a, a patent defect, that's one thing that you call to their attention. But we are not, you know, looking in that furnace and yeah. right. doing a lot of other yeah. things that inspectors and, have licenses to do. And you will have clients that sometimes will ask questions. Sure. And I always tell them, I say, listen, I am not a home inspector. I only know enough to be dangerous. Right. So, you well, know, it's best to ask the, the expert. It's not, you know, absolutely. That's why they trust you for the real estate sales. They're not going right. to go to exactly. somebody, you know, working at the nearby corner store right. to get them to that's help them buy a field. house. Right. But again, so, boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Subject matter experts always. So let's talk about open houses for a minute. So open houses are a must in, in a lot of situations. What are key things that new realtors can get accomplished with an open house and how can they use it to prospect for new clients? Because I know that's that's a big deal, right? Yeah, I it, think it's the best. I think it's it the is. best way to prospect for new clients. Yeah. I'm a theater major and so it matters, no. yeah, our <laughs> but it matters a lot to be able to get in front of people and become accustomed to talking with strangers, even though we've been advised in other parts of life not mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. But people are coming to us and they're coming to us because we have a perceived expertise Sure. Not only about the business, but about this particular house. So I think open houses are the perfect format for that. Just make sure that you've been through the house before you're inviting somebody else to go through. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's good that advice. You, yeah, that you have you have opened the planning desk drawer to make sure that everything is as it should be. Sure. You know, and um, and really, it's your opportunity to be on stage both because they're not only shopping for a house, they're shopping for a buyer's agent. That's right. And and a listing agent for the house that they'll be selling. Sure. You know, and so it's really your opportunity to shine. I think it's the best way for new agents to get in front of uh, buyers and sellers and uh, people who will appreciate their services and how they distinguish themselves in the marketplace. And if um, if you aren't proficient in hosting open houses, get there, go to some, Mm -hmm. go see who's holding open houses and whose work you appreciate. And, and if you don't have the listings, ask people in your office. Yes. You know, can I hold your, your home open, your listing open this weekend? Sure. And, you know, nine out of ten times they're going to be thrilled to have you do it. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, because the more established agent may be busier, but they still want it held open. And so it's a great opportunity. Right. They have more listings than they could possibly hold open. Exactly. Week, sure. You know, so. So with regard to open houses then, too, there's the safety aspect of it that we have to, you know, we, we need to talk about. So, um Holding with regard to that, holding an open house, what can new realtors do to ensure that they're safe while they're in an open house during those hours? That's a big question. That is a a, a big question, a big topic. Um, you do have to be careful. It is a precarious position sometimes. Um and it goes beyond just the open house. You are sometimes meeting complete strangers in empty houses when you're showing a home. Um, there are safety um, classes you can take yep, um, about um, being smart. There's different techniques that you can use. And when you're um, showing a home that keep you at less risk. Um 
But I remember years and years ago going to one of those classes and them saying, trust your instincts. Listen to that little voice in your head. And when something tells you something's wrong, listen to it. Right. Um, And, you know, chances are there is nothing wrong, but don't take that chance. Just be careful because it it definitely is. It can be a precarious position, but you can do things to minimize it. Smart. Right. And as as uh, Cindy was saying, we really have a lot of opportunity not only to trust our own instincts about mm-hmm. that, but to do some research on on what we're looking at, you know, in hosting an open house. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can often bring someone with you, whether it's another agent or right. spouse, significant other to sit with you in the open house um, and let somebody know where you're going to be. Make Absolutely. sure that people know where you are and that you have a system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are a lot of companies that use the red file. Mm-hmm. You know, where you can dial out on your mobile while you're there and say, you know what, uh, did I leave the red file at the office? And that tips off someone in your office who's on speed dial in your phone that there could be a problem and that we need to, you know, send help. Right. Because it, uh, we are vulnerable and you want to be careful and you don't want to be afraid. And so the more you can do to be careful and to feel like you've exhausted all of the the good precautionary measures, um, the better and more self-confident you'll feel. So I'm going to take three seconds really quick and mention to you, if you're listening and you're a member of ACAR, uh, you do have the opportunity to get uh, a program called Forewarn uh, that we offer here to Mm -hmm. our members. Um, and it's kind of like an enhanced background check, mm-hmm. if that's right. the right, Teresa, if I'm yes, saying that correctly. Um, it gives you the opportunity to talk or to look at um, a, a potential client or someone who's called you to meet at a vacant home or something mm-hmm. like that. It, it gives you the chance to check on, on that a little bit before you go off and, and by yourself and, and do that and it keeps you safe. Yeah, so. one more thing on that, Kelly. I believe we did a safety podcast during September, did we not? That is correct. So people can always go back and listen to that. Yes. But I want to circle back to the open house that we talked about when a new realtor hosting for a listing agent. What are some things a new realtor might want to be sure they ask potential. Oh, smart question. Well, you know, it's interesting, Teresa, because, of course, Cindy and I have a lot of experience on grievance committee and on professional standards. Mm -hmm. And one of the places that we see the largest number of procuring cause claims Mm -hmm. is because someone walked into an open house Mm -hmm. and they didn't have the person that they considered their buyer's agent with them. Whether they alerted that individual or not to the fact that they were going out open housing, we only really have two ways that we can protect our buyer agency. One is to call the person hosting the open house or the listing agent, if they're different people, and ask to be honored at that open house as that individual's agent. We register the buyer and then they will, uh, I've never known anybody to turn us down on that. But the other thing that we can do is to accompany them. And so if you have buyers and you know that they want to go open housing, join them. It gives you an opportunity for showings where there are going to be lots of people and you can see what the buyers respond to and react to in a favorable or unfavorable way. And that's really helpful. But don't risk your agency. I've seen way too many people during COVID saying, "Go, you know, if you want to go out on the weekend, let me know what you saw. No, no, no. That's not a good, prudent way to go about it. They don't understand that if the agent hosting the open house does things properly, properly and says, are you working with someone? They need to ask, 
are you working exclusively with someone? Because that's the distinction. If you've signed a buyer's agreement right. to work exclusively with that agent, Ohio allows both exclusive and non-exclusive agency. And so if somebody says, uh, yeah, well, we're not really working with anybody. We've seen a couple of houses. Mm-hmm. The person hosting the open house hopes to have buyers come in who yes. want to work with him or right. her. Right. And so that's fair, too. You know, so to keep it from being here at ACAR for a professional standards hearing, you want it to be something where where everybody understands, well, they didn't tell you the truth about who they were working with. And that agent just got shut out of it. Wow. It's we, And we've talked about in previous episodes where um, communication is so important and it's important to communicate to your buyer and educate them Um the real estate industry, the ins sure, and outs and, right. and, and the quirky things about it. And that is one of them. Um, so it, just communicate with them. Let them know um, what they can expect and, and the best way to handle it. Because at the end of the day, um, they want to be represented. Right. You know, they want somebody looking out for right. their best interests. But they're shopping for an agent as much as they're shopping That's for right. a house. That's they right. just don't know how it works. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, we've safely arrived at our destination, and I want to thank Jackie and Cindy again for all of the information that they've shared with us. Please be sure to join us next week for the next Fast Lane Learning installment. And until then, drive safely and keep your learning in the fast lane.